Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Hey, kids. We're back for another podcast. I'm Lee, and that's Todd. Todd, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Lee? I'm doing fantastically. This is probably the best. Hey, that reminds me. There's a T. Higgins video on YouTube. <laughs> I'm glad we're not keeping that up because I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, uh, that my sister posted. If anybody uh, wants to watch uh, four minutes of T. Higgins about growing up in, in the city that, that we've both lived in, um, it's really cool. Really cool the way it's done. That's awesome. Yeah, T. Higgins. That's awesome. It'd be more awesome if he was a Seahawk. So, um, yeah, so speaking, uh, speaking of the Seahawks, yeah. it looks like Geno Smith said uh, this week that uh, things are looking good, quote unquote, looking good in his contract negotiations. So I'm um, not really sure what that means. Um, my my question that I'm posting in the article about the podcast, which is weird, um, actually says that we will talk. So I guess we have to uh, yes. contract. Contractually. I, noticed, I noticed that that now we're forced to speak about this, which That's I right. really didn't want to talk about him at all. I just well, want to talk last about time, Russell Wilson's reaction to him. Yeah, well, actually, that's good too. I, I like that, but um, not what you said, but I like that. But nah, we ain't doing that. Nah. Um, <laughs> no, it was funny because I went back and I'd, I'd written the the article for the podcast and then embedded the the podcast and then posted it. And then and I do write the articles before we do the podcast because I'm like, oh, it's a waste of time. I'm just going to try to post the podcast. Then I realized in the article there was stuff there was stuff being spoken of that we didn't even mention in the podcast. So I'm like, for anybody listening, and also the podcast views or the podcast we can say this because nobody's listening. No. The podcast article got like thousands of views. The, the podcast itself a lot less than that. Which is like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would, you, why would you read the article about the podcast? That's so funny. Because people are strange, man. People, people are strange. Are strange. When you're let's stranger. just sing that. Yeah, let's just sing that. And you'll be doing the singing because I can't sing. Let's do it Willie Nelson style, covering the doors. Oh, my God. That would be the best. You know, That's that gotta happen. me. That does have to happen. That would be awesome. Don't you oh, think Rock that- Hall nominees. Is that yeah. where you're going with this? No, I was thinking of this thought that I've had several times. Johnny Cash, it's a shame that we don't have Johnny Cash anymore because he could cover literally half of the American music catalog and make all of the songs songs yep. sound better. Especially, you know his brother was Norm? I That's did know that. I did know that. That was pretty awesome. The slugger for the Detroit Tigers. Um, the Motor City Kitties. That's right. It's uh, yeah. That would be pretty interesting, though, wouldn't it be? I mean... If they were brother. I could I could see it. Yeah, fits. See I mean, it's the right time. Right timing. So That's true. Maybe they were. We just... Norm Cash was a partier, too, so totally would work. Norm actually, Cash. Norm Cash actually was a party animal. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, you know, can you, Georgia Satellites... Johnny Cash singing that catalog. <laughs> that, so, how old am I? I actually had the Georgia Satellites' first album, which wasn't bad. In fact, that <laughs> we're going down a rabbit hole. That Georgia <laughs> Satellites' first album actually has a cover of a Faces slash Rod Stewart song that's really well done. I did. So, not if know. Johnny Cash covered the Georgia Satellites covering Rod really Stewart, covering Rod Stewart, yeah, that would be uh, kind of tricky. Yeah. Tricky, uh, uh, or Johnny Cash covering Tricky. Yeah, that, that would be nice. Be, that would, that also, would also be good. That'd be it. Or covering Blondie. Johnny Cash singing Heart of Glass. I can see, I can see, like you said, I can see him covering literally everything. Oh, yeah, seriously. I mean, as far as Southern Rock and stuff, it's like Almond Brothers. It's like, come on now. Yeah. Please. Bring, yeah, bring him back. Easy. I mean, don't bring Who, back Dwayne? dinosaurs. Dwayne or <laughs> Dwayne Allred. <laughs> 
don't bring back dinosaurs. Bring back Johnny Cash. I mean, if you're going to screw around, bring back something useful. And I love dinosaurs, but Johnny Cash won't, like, shred my guts out and eat me unless That's he's right. the zombie Johnny Cash, in which case he would go for the brain. Johnny he's Cash fantastic. has, what, probably as many hits as, say, Willie McGee did. And Willie McGee looks a lot like that one 49ers cornerback. And the 49ers are much better than the Seahawks. But what will keep the Seahawks good is if they re-sign Geno Smith. So, that was Geno so Smith. well done. That was Man, so that was well done. Kind of hurt from just the stretch alone. I'm sure. It was like you probably pulled your UCL. Hopefully you, didn't, hopefully you didn't shred your UCL. Yeah, Merton <laughs> Hanks, exactly. Long yes, neck. they do need to re-sign Mr. Merton Hanks. Merton Hanks. That would be awesome. I don't think he could play quarterback, but, you know, we'll give him a try. He'd probably play quarterback better than the guy who didn't have an elbow left that they kept on putting out there in their playoff loss. But anyway, yes, back to or the guy who replaced him, Mr. Geno. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, Geno. I wasn't Jesus. He, he has Jesus would be able to do a little bit more RPO. Some, some runs out wide. Jesus. That's right. Jesus Cristo. Jesus has that like George Kittle hair. <clears throat> he does. Although Jesus would Jesus say no, Jesus wouldn't say things like that. Anyway, yes, Geno Smith. Since the uh, NFL raised their salary cap to like eighteen billion dollars per team, it's not, but it certainly feels like that. Uh, just even last week when we were talking about what would be too much money, all of a sudden that's just play money. Yeah, I, well. And I'm a, I'll admit my stupidity. I knew they raised the salary cap, but do we know how much higher it was than the, what they expected initially? I don't know about the expectations now, uh, gotcha. but it, it did go up by like what 27 million or something insane. Oh, okay, okay, a yeah, huge, yeah, yeah. A huge rise in the cap, which that's that, what she said. I was hoping that's what she said, but this would be a perfect time to mention a your sexual PE, but you're not going to do that, which is not the, sexual. The PE incomplete. Because, the incomplete uh, yeah. yeah, it would be an incomplete. That would be sad. Um, <laughs> but yes, let's be no serious butt stuff. about Geno no, Smith. No butt stuff. Yeah, Geno Smith. I wonder why we don't get many listeners. I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, I listened to this four Stop or five that. times and I just laugh and laugh. So, but I wonder what looking good, quote unquote, for Geno Smith and his contract negotiation means exactly like I, I like Gino. I think he's great fit for the offense. He does turn yes. the ball over too much as we've spoken about and written about on 12 minorizing.com. Yes. But 30 million is just a little bit. I'm hoping it's more like 25, 20, 25, or maybe he's, I don't think he's taking a hometown discount. He shouldn't. He's a, no. he gets paid to play football and he should get as much money <laughs> as he can. But 30 million is just, with what they could spend otherwise is just – I mean, I'm hoping it's not that much money. It could be. It's and it would make sense to be, but I'm hoping it, it's not. It's going to be. But but the difference is is now because of that salary cap, it's a much lower percentage of what it would have been. Because salary cap, I mean, they, they boosted by like 11 12% basically, I believe, something in that okay. range. I mean, so, I mean, it's a big, big jump. And Pro Football Focus, which is a paid site, so you got to pay money to see some of their stuff, but not this stuff. They projected what Gino to get a four-year hundred and what's it? Hundred million. Yeah, four years, hundred million. Hundred million. Which is only twenty-five a year. That. Right. I was thinking it was actually more than that. But yeah, if they if they can get him for four years and one hundred twenty million, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because because 30 million used to, just two years ago 30 million was like the, the, that's the elite level of the quarterbacks now that's a good starting quarterback just like that in two years it's absolutely changed yeah like and he's and he'll only be 36 at the end of those four years if he does right. sign for four years that's the thing it's like he's and as we've said he's like ain't a lot of wear on that tread that and at the end of that four years the salary cap is going to be even higher so. Exactly. So, so they can pay for Tariq Woolen's huge contract that he's going to have at the end of four years. Oh, my God. No kidding. And our tackles. And, yeah, there's going to be a lot of big contracts coming up in four years. That's for sure. But 
that's the thing with uh, with yes. As the dude walks along, says good morning to everybody. Is like uh, is Jordan Love there with you? That's yeah, awesome. I think he is. Hey, Jordan. Holy crap! Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, if they can get him for twenty-five, oh my god, yes, absolutely. Because as Todd, we know, Todd is outside, by the way, in in Florida. We we didn't actually hear anybody walking by, but so just to make sense of. Otherwise, it just sounds like Gino Smith's walking by, saying, <laughs> "Hey, that'd be Gino. awesome. Hey, how's it going, man? Oh, here he comes. Hey, Great. Gino. Hey, Great we're talking Gino. about him. Gino yeah, would walk by and talk and just be on like a normal person. He would actually be, yeah. That's which, true. which. Just a quick thing. Someone uh, decided to shred Russell Wilson for the, quote, awkward congratulations he gave to Geno Smith. And then they're talking about how mm-hmm. like, uh, Russell can't help but be awkward. So the awkward congratulations is he tweeted, congrats, number seven, with, you know, a few emojis like, yeah, and making them. Making a big muscle, and it's like, what is awkward about that, dude? Yeah, I didn't find. Yeah. I saw the tweet, and Gino yeah. liked it or retweeted it. I didn't think it, anything was awkward. And that's just yeah. being nitpicky at this point. That's being stupid at this point. It's like there, there are things to, as we've talked about, there are things to say. Mm, I don't sure you, sure you should go that route with us, like being super positive after the offense doesn't score a touchdown and saying, yeah, we got to keep on working on what's working, and it's not. That's awkward. But congratulating a former teammate who, by the way, broke your record for most passing yardage, like that's super classy. There's yeah. nothing awkward about that. That's just one. like Drew Locke's tweet. You know, people are people. I mean, just Drew Locke tweeted, "Hey, congrats!" Basically the same thing. And I'm like, I, this this Drew Locke. Well, both of those things prove one thing, especially Drew Locke's tweet, which is how well respected Geno Smith is in that locker room. Cause if you're the backup quarterback and you're, you, you want his job as the backup quarterback, that's the yeah. job you want. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, we're best friends for what, 30 years now, but if you were the quarterback and I was your backup, I want your job. That's, that's the nature of the game. But of course. And, and I don't know how many backup quarterbacks would be like, Oh yeah, congrats. Yeah. I mean, you're ahead of me in the, in the I want your money, but congrats. I mean, that's that exactly. again. Again, that's kind of classy of Drew Locke, but at the same time, it shows if, if Gino wasn't good, if he was just like, hey, I had one good season, I'm the man now, I want all this money, and wasn't well-respected in the locker room, people wouldn't be doing that. Right, exactly. And Gino said several times that you know he needed to – he appreciated Seattle. He loved what they did for him, that they believed in him. He wanted to stay in Seattle. It's like – yeah, and people say that kind of stuff. But you know with Gino Smith, you know he means it. And wouldn't he, it be the awesome? Sorry to interrupt, but wouldn't it be awesome if Gino was like, "Yeah, I only needed ten million dollars a year. That's what we worked out." <laughs> it would be awesome, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> not, and it shouldn't happen. But, but just think of it. That he was like, "I want this team to win. Right. I want to be like Tom Brady," or okay. or the contract is like heavily loaded at the back end, where if he was released, he wouldn't. I don't know. And it might be. And realistically, four years, twenty-five million a year, if that's what he actually get, signs for. That's it's not as good as ten, but that's the home down discount. Yeah, Absolutely, that's, that's because on the free market, this guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy would he he'd probably be getting thirty five. Yeah, he and I he think. should. I mean, the, the funny thing, and I'm just being devil's advocate here, because he's a decent dude. He gets a bad reputation. Devil. The devil, not Gino. Gino's a good dude. But um, let's say let's say Gino. Once they're 30 or 35 and you could have Derek Carr out there as well. The Raiders are going to really, they have to release him. I like yeah. how they're playing this game where it's like, yeah, we're going to let them talk to other teams. No, no, no. If you don't release them Raiders, you've screwed yourself. Derek's just out there. Like I'm waiting for you to release me because that's what you have to do unless yeah. you're going to screw yourself. So, which is, is the Raiders. So who knows? But Derek Carr could be out there for one or two years, probably one at the most, but it could be two. Or he's like, he just got released, so his whole market value is de- it's compressed because right. teams are like, I don't want to really want to take a chance on this guy. He's taking a lot of hits over his career. He doesn't really, you know, he's getting older. It could be that Derek Carr is out there for like twenty million. I, I mean, just because of his situation, not because he's not a good quarterback. Right. But then it's like. Carr's a good quarterback. 
And and if Gino's like 30, and I know he's great in the locker room and knows the system, but Derek Carr could probably learn the system because he seems like a smart guy himself. Mm-hmm. That's the quandary. It's not even the draft, right? Yeah, it's – and just like you said, he could learn the system, but Gino knows the system, which is why I would rather keep Gino for $10 million more a year than Derek Carr. And I think Derek Carr would be good. He would be a good fit. But – you know how Gino fits, and you know how much that team loves the guy. That yeah. is worth money to me, absolutely. Oh, I just got a pop-up from Skype saying I need to let you know that this is being recorded, Todd. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have should have told you. Cut it, 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 cut it. It's very. Uh, it's always sunny podcast of you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. If even if they, even if it's four years and thirty fine because again again salary cap raise changed changed everything and like you said it's like he's 36 at the end of it and you got people talking about oh we got to get aaron Rodgers. it's like i'm not saying geno smith is aaron Rodgers, but at this point right now we're not talking about aaron Rodgers from 10 years ago that's what people are acting like oh we got to get aaron Rodgers. oh we got to get tom brady which thankfully now they can't do anymore because hopefully he'll stay retired I, so they, I got to jump in. They're not those quarterbacks from 10 years ago. They're not. They're not. Yeah. And Gino, yeah, I'd rather have Gino than Aaron. I'd rather have Gino Smith than Aaron Rodgers for anybody listening. For lots of reasons, first of all. <laughs> Why are you saying that, Lee? Why? So I, I, wrote an, I wrote an article this week. It didn't say three reasons to bring Aaron Rodgers to the Seahawks. It said nothing like that. Zero. <laughs> it said, and again, I saw the idea from Cat Crave. Dot com, And it was pros and cons, and it wasn't just about Aaron Rodgers, but I stole it and made it Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers' article for the Seahawks. Pros and cons, three pros and cons of bringing Aaron Rodgers to the Seahawks, basically. There were right. two cons and one pro. And the two cons were something we just took, talked about, which is, yeah, is he going to be good in the locker room? Gino's great in the locker room. Why do we want to have a young roster and bring Aaron Rodgers and have his negativity into the locker room? We don't, so don't bring him to Seattle. And the other thing was his contract, obviously, because you're just kind of blowing the cap. The the one pro was, hey, this guy's still a good quarterback. Does he make the Seahawks better? Maybe. But there were two cons and one pro. I, I wrote the article, and I just it was clear people weren't reading it at 12thmenrising.com because it was immediately like, why is this even being written? It's like, again, if you read the article, but they don't. it doesn't say bring Gino or bring Aaron Rodgers to Seattle. It's the complete opposite of it. But the one the one that bothered me, which bothers every writer everywhere, anytime, ever, is somebody just responded by saying, this is the definition of clickbait. Normally, I just I don't respond, but I see that. <laughs> so I responded back and I was like, ah, actually, you clearly didn't read the article. It's not clickbait because the title is exactly what the article says it is. Right. And he was like, oh, this is he was like, it is clickbait because because it's uh, something of no interest or value, and I, I don't I don't have any interest or value in it. So I responded back. I said, exactly. That's you in asterisks don't right. have any value or, or interest <coughs> in the article. Others do. Exactly. Everybody, people are going to be talking about it because that's an option. Uh-huh. Now I hope he doesn't come to Seattle. I don't want him with the Seahawks. Maybe he's a he was, as you mentioned, 10 years ago, five years ago. He is a great quarterback. He has turnover at first. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's a great – he still has good arm talent. Again, I don't want him coming to Seattle because of what he adds to the locker room. Geno is fantastic in the locker room. And of the two, I'd rather have Geno Smith. Now, if you want to say, hey, Joe Burrow wants to play for Seattle. Uh, okay, I'm taking Joe Burrow. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking Josh Allen. But I'm I'm not taking Aaron Rodgers over Geno Smith, and just that's what the article said. That's what drove me crazy about it. You know, <laughs> we shouldn't take a lot of time to respond to this, but but when people say stuff like "oh, it's clickbait," clickbait is the article, the title promises something that it doesn't deliver. That's what clickbait means. Yep. It doesn't mean that. Oh, I'm not going to be interested in this. If you're not interested in it, then don't read it. You don't have to yeah. comment on it. I mean, if you're going to comment on it, say, I have no interest. 
in reading an article about Aaron Rodgers joining the Seahawks and the pros and cons thereof. Why would you post that? Yeah, why would you even comment if you have no interest? If you have no interest, it's like, why wouldn't you just gloss over it? And it's like, it's not clickbait. And whoever you are, you're stupid. You are absolutely stupid. Yeah. Clickbait is the title (laughs) is 10 nudes of Margot Robbie. And then you open it and it's about Kevin McCarthy. That's That's not clickbait. That's a crime. I mean, it's cruel. It's 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 cruel clickbait. It's, It's cruel bait. It's a cruel crickbait, as I started to say, which crick is not a – I saw this crick the other day. That's cruel bait, and those are true sounds. Truth sounds. Truth, Truth sounds. sounds. Yeah, it's just – that's just so stupid. It's like to complain about an article you haven't read and to say what it's clickbait when it isn't is like we will work very hard to make sure we don't publish mm-hmm. clickbait. And not- fan-sided makes sure we don't have clickbait. Yeah, fan-sided wouldn't let that happen. If it happened like mm-hmm. once, you might still be writing for the site. If it happens twice, you're not going to be writing for the site. Right. You wouldn't be. And you wouldn't be the site expert if you let it happen two times either. Exactly, and I shouldn't be. <sighs> Jesus, people are such morons. It's like, Yeah, it's just uh, like, don't call it clickbait. Come on, that's just a, such an easy word to throw out. Right. You know, it's, oh, it's clickbait. Well, why are you commenting twice now? Why are you commenting? I actually had to mute the conversation. This is all on Twitter, on the Twitter. <laughs> and then defend their response that it's clickbait. It's like, yeah, you know, it's just like done. I'm just the, done. the sad thing is, is they're not listening to this podcast because this is dedicated to you. What if they are? You're stupid. Oh, they're talking about me. That's me. Yeah, this whole this whole podcast is clickbait because it's it's title that we're going to talk That's about true, Geno actually. Smith, but we haven't talked about Geno Smith whatsoever and how deserving he is of a large contract. Great. Yeah, he. So again, just to <laughs> summarize the whole Gino uh, part of the podcast, we'd rather have him than Aaron Rodgers. I think we agree on that. Yes. Um, Twenty-five million is doable. Four years doable. I think we all we both agree. Oh, how how many of us are there? I've, I've multiplied us. Yes. But both of us agree uh, on that. I don't think we disagree on anything when it comes to Gino. Right? It's like um, to okay, having Gino well, back would be great. What's the what's the point at which you say no? What at what point do you say, Gino? I'm sorry, man, we can't do that. 30, because, Thirty-five million or more. Thirty-five. On, yeah, a a year. So if right, it's right, like, right. if it's like, okay, I'm taking, I'll sign a four-year deal, which this is NFL contract. So I'll fi- I sign a four-year deal. Yeah. The the first one, the first year is, man, that is like the Derek. Car contract almost, right? So the first year is like 20, the next year is 25, and then it balloons to 45 after that. But there's an out where it's like $5 million, like their car, right? Dead cap. I can see that. I can see that. Because by that time, if if Gino is balls out like he did this year in the next two years, hell, he's worth $45 million a year by that time because other quarterbacks are going to be making that. So pay the man. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, because not John Schneider said, like, with any contract, there's a drop dead number. Of course, right. he didn't say what that number is because he's not going to. Three dollars. <laughs> for for the guy who said click for LJ Collier, three dollars. Yep, drop dead. LJ Collier. I, I think you pay us LJ, three million. Okay. It's probably LJ Collier who was talking to you on on the Twitter. Yeah. Um, it probably was. It's I'm thinking thirty seven, not just to be argumentative, but I'm thinking thirty five. He'd be worth it again because of that. Jump in the salary cap because a week ago I was saying no, 35 would be it. And I'm, I would go a little bit higher, but I wouldn't. I would go as high as 40. I would say like 37, 37, 5 would be. And again, the average would be the average that I would say no, you can't, you can't do that. Because I mean, if he makes an outrageous demand and says, yeah, I'm worth 45 million dollars a year, that would be outrageous for anyone not named Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Or, or as the Washington Post, they didn't write the article on this, but whoever handles their social media talked about their, you know, the matchup of the two black quarterbacks for the first time in the Super Bowl, and they talked about, and the article says how Doug Williams was there first, but then, but then the Facebook things said Patrick Williams. Patrick, like, oh my mm, god, yeah, but they just conflated because they wrote Patrick Mahomes and they just kind of had a little momentary slip in their brain. And, you know, they said, Patrick Williams. And someone, and I pointed that out. And it was like, well, at least the article doesn't say that. But I was like, dude, you got to do a better job. And someone said, racist. It was like, 
Uh, that's not racist. It's like they said Patrick Mahomes. They wrote that, and then they they just slipped up. It's like it's not racist. They weren't. It's racist because Tony Dorsett lined up in the shotgun that one time in '77. First quarterback, <laughs> first black quarterback. Yeah, it's like just. I mean, it's like the the clickbait response. It's like no, that's not racist. Right. It's a mistake. It's just a simple mistake. There's no but, intent. That's the thing. It's the intent right. behind it, right? It's like if you, I mean, if if some several many thousand Republicans said it, yes, oh, okay, maybe it's the intent behind it is right. they're too stupid and it's racist. But it's <laughs> that's the intent. It's right, I don't exactly. know. We we've gotten away from that in this country. Not to get on anything political, anyway. but we've we've lost the ability to to try to see the intent instead of the mistake. Yeah, there's no discernment whatsoever. It's like, oh, yep. I'm hurt. I said it. It was a joke. Dave uh, Chappelle. I mean, again, uh, I'm, Dave Chappelle may have his own views, but again, he's doing it. He's a comedian, and it's, uh, that's the point, right? It's like, exactly. who wants? if you go out there and you're not funny and you're speaking for an hour and a half, but your job is a comedian, you're no longer a comedian. You are a person who's just giving a speech. That's right. Quite true. But. Patrick Mahomes, he's worth $45 million. For his comedy Richard alone. He's a funny guy, actually. Alone. He is kind of funny. Especially if he brings his brother along. But, yeah, that would be definitely a drop-dead point for Geno Smith. But he's not going to be asking for that. That's like, and if, if, he, if they sign him for 25 oh, my God, for 25 average, whew, that's a bargain. That's a Patrick bargain. Mahomes, it's like $10 million for each bath bomb. <laughs> That's a competitor. You can't talk about that. That's true. That's true. What um, are you bringing them up for? What's wrong with you? Although the best, the, by far the best of those commercials, but to me, is Andy Reid on the plane. Yeah, yeah, that, that is. That is <laughs> That's funny. hilarious. Again, I still can't believe they on Andy Reid to do that. Like, oh my god. Anyway. Yeah. What they what they should have done actually is had while they're on the plane is have Patrick Mahomes doing uh, leg raises, knee raises. <laughs> Wow, um, are you are you excited about the Pro Bowl events? Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! Wow, you are super hyped for this. Well, compared to what the what it yes. normally is, I am too. Did you watch any of the the Pro Bowl stuff? Not, like Gino? No, I actually have not watched any of it yet. But I'm going to go back because it recorded. Okay, yeah, Gino has Gino does well. He, I mean, he. It's kind of interesting because they have they have different things. You know how they throw. They do this, too. It's, but they, they used to do it when we were younger, right? That's what they did a lot of times. They'd have right. these uh, competitions, and I guess they did away with it for many years. But you're, you're basically throwing it, a, throwing it to a certain spot, and it's worth so many points, right. or you have something moving. But there's one at the end where it's like if you hit it, it's worth 50 points. I may be wrong about that, the point total, but it's like 60 yards away. And every quarterback's own, but Gino just goes back and he throws it 60 yards. He misses it, but he's, and I'm just thinking, I I can throw a football 50 yards. I've done it before. I am putting all of my body weight into making it 50 yards. And this guy, like most of the NFL quarterbacks, oh, I'm just going back and flicking it. That's 60 yards. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It's insane. Yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do with, it's just, you're just born with that. I mean, you can teach somebody how to throw more accurately, but if you throw the ball 65 yards you're just you're just born to do that people aren't built that way but yeah yeah i'm i'm excited to see it just because it's something different than the even the flag football game it's like okay at least that's they've made it into what it's been the last 30 years anyway flag football but legitimately and they'll have a lot more fun playing it oh heck yeah and nobody hopefully nobody will get hurt or even close to being hurt that's what i was just thinking you know someone's gonna tear an acl playing (laughs) exactly it's you know yeah, it's just how life is sometimes. But yeah, I, I think it's brilliant that they finally made some changes and they're finally making it entertaining. And yeah, and I haven't watched it yet, but I will. So it'll still count towards those Nielsen ratings. Um, yeah, I mean it's a very very smart move on their part. Uh, and but of course it's like took some, long enough. But <laughs> yeah, didn't it? Like thirty years. But of course some players are still ducking the Pro Bowl activities, which is kind of funny. But <laughs> to each their own. Troy Aikman. <laughs> Troy. He's going for half of it. Um, Oof. So crazy. So crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, is so it time for? 
Well, almost. So two, two quick, two, not one may not be so quick, but so Sean Desai has turned down the Vikings job, or he said he didn't want to pursue it any any further. But he's still in the running for the Broncos DC job. The Broncos thing is interesting because yeah. their defense was great. They did they hired a new coach, obviously. Sean Payton is a phenomenal hire for right. Russell Wilson. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And for that organization. And they'll be better next year because of Sean Payton. Absolutely. I I do like how I do. And I I do. I, I say I like this not for to diss Russell Wilson, but for the chance that he will be better next year. Cause again, we don't dislike Russ and next year, if they win all their games, fine right. means nothing. But I do like how Sean Payton, if it comes time to Russell being like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Sean's going to be like, Nope. Right. We're done. This is what you're doing. This exactly. is how you get better. And, and Russ should listen to Sean Payton. It's a phenomenal hire, but I found, I found it interesting that, you know, they're bringing in new DC, like the DC, they should have just, and again, I don't know the particulars. Maybe he left and went somewhere else. But if you're, and like for his on his own. But if you're replacing, if I'm coming in as a head coach of the Broncos, one guy I'm not replacing is the DC, because it's yeah. like the defense was not the issue. Yeah, um, that's pretty bizarre. Um, but Dave Dave Canales is still in the running to be the Ravens OC, which actually may under the under the radar kind of thing be a, a huge loss for the Seahawks because he's been fantastic quarterbacks coach and he helped Gino be Gino last year or this past year or this current year whatever year we're in it's so weird to say that it's like the Super Bowl has yet to be played but the Seahawks season is done so it feels like last year even though we're still in this year Makes yeah no sense. oh we're still in the season yeah for sure <clears throat> yep but uh yeah I wanted to hit on this real fast the the NBC Sports released their top 10 rankings for defensive linemen this includes defensive tackles and defensive ends so number 10 is Sheldon Rankins of the Jets. Everybody on this team, uh, this top 10 is a Jet. The Jets balled out last It's not <laughs> true. But. Fletcher Cox, who's 32 of the Eagles. Brandon Graham, 35 of the Eagles. So everybody's on the next one. Zach Allen, uh, 26 of the Cardinals. Uh, Draymond Jones, uh, 26. He's 26 years old. He's not, there's not 26 of them. 26 years old of the Broncos. Um, Dal, Dalvin Tomlinson, don't know why I can't say that. Uh, 29 of the of the Vikings. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe uh, is 28 of the Colts. Seems like he's been around forever. It's hard to believe he's only 28. Marcus Davenport, 26 of the Saints, is number three. Darren Payne of the Commanders, 26, number two. And then number one is Javon Hargrave, 30 of the Eagles. The Eagles have three of these guys. So the Eagles are going to be, they're going to have to be ponying up some money this offseason if they want to keep that team intact. But anyway, some serious I, money. I kind of wanted to focus on the three. So Marcus Savantport is, it's got him listed as edge. He's more of a pure defensive end, which we seem to have lost the sight of yeah. nowadays. A, a pure defensive end is a guy who can stop the run and the pass, which he can do. Darren right. Payne, it's, it's, that's like a dream signing for me for the Seahawks. Hargrave would also be really, really good. Um, he's 30 versus Payne being 26. Um, Hargrave could be good for another two years, three years, high end. Payne could be five, six years. Right. If I'm signing one of these guys on the top 10 list of free agents of defensive linemen, which the Seahawks have the money, even if they sign Gino, they have the money. They do. Um, cause they're going to really, they're going to make, create more space. I think they're going to, as we talked Absolutely. about before, they're going to release Shelby Harris or rework his contract and then. Uh, Gabe Jackson has gone to right. So that's opening more cap, but Payne would be 11 and a half sacks this year, 64 tackles. Those are legit numbers. He gets better every year. I've never really thought, Oh, Seahawks. They, they don't make splash free, free agent signings. This guy transforms the defense. Yeah, I agree. So I, I just, of, they need to make a splash signing in free agency this year when it comes to the, especially the interior of the defensive line. 
And there's several good players out there. They just need to to pay them. I don't think they will, but man, Payne signing in Seattle, that's that would be immense. Then you move Puna back, as you kind of mentioned last podcast, you move Puna back to nose tackle. Right. You know, so rotate him in with Al, Al Wood to keep both of them fresh, put Payne at one DT, and then hopefully LJ Collier. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, draft a DT. Could you imagine this? Payne? Yeah. Payne? Let's say that this works out. Um, for some reason, Jalen Carter doesn't go until pick five. Payne, Puna Ford, and slash Al Woods, and Jalen Woods. Or Jalen Carter. Right. Sorry, I'm racist. Jalen Woods. <laughs> exactly. You horrible racist person, you. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Carter. Imagine that front three and just how much immediately it improves or, that team. Or they move up to take Jalen Carter with a higher pick because they got a lot of picks. I mean, if that's what it takes. I'm not saying Jalen Carter is the guy they have to take, but they could certainly move up a little bit. To, if there's a player they think they've got to move up for, they can do that because they've got the draft capital to do it. They need a long snapper. So that's what I'm taking at number five. Well, that's true. That's true. That guy's going to be with you for 15 years. <coughs> yeah. That's that's money. That's good money. That is good money. <clears throat> I draft that's him. That's good money. And, and, and immediately work out an extension for, for what, uh, 11 years. So he's 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Tyler Ott Jr. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so uh, Tyler Ott retires, he probably... Tyler Ott Jr. could play fit the long snapper. That's right. Tyler, Tyler Ott Jr. Did you see the thing with the Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin's son is out there and they did this thing? The uh, the hockey all-star game was this weekend. Too. They seem to yeah. correspond a lot with the NFL and, and, and even the NBA at times. kind of interesting. But it's always fun to see. Um, did you see the Rock Hall since you – Jumped on it with your reference to Fleetwood Mac. You didn't do that, but it sounded that way. Um, <laughs> I did not. Uh, <laughs> the the Rock Hall nominees were announced yes. this past week, and they will be um, they will be uh, whoever gets in will actually be announced in May. I think. Um, did you see the? Did you say you did see or did not see the nominees for this year? I saw the. Nah, uh, was that was that a tribe called Quest lyric? Because if it was, they're a nominee for the Rock Hall. <laughs> um, and, no, that was, that was that was my racist reading of Rock. Nah, meh. Oh, gotcha, I gotcha. That's, uh, yes. Anyway, yes. <laughs> Good fishing in Quebec. So Thank the Rock Hall nominees uh, for 2023 are, and these again will be whittled down. Um, to actual talent and and no, I'm just kidding. They'll be whittled down to the who people uh, actually get nom put into the rock hall in May. So I it's like Kate the, Bush, yeah, yes. Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, which kind of makes sense, Iron Maiden, which makes more sense how they're not in already. Joy Division slash New Order. I mean, personally, yes. Cindy Lauper, George Michael. George Michael's gonna have a big year even though he's dead. No offense to George Michael. But he's got the filming the biopic with him. Yeah. And then he'll probably get in the rock hall. Makes sense. Willie Nelson. Not making that up. That's what you said uh, earlier. Uh, and I was making the, the joke about yeah. Willie Nelson, but he's actually yeah. not me. Rage he Against the Machine. Movie. Yep. Soundgarden. The Spinners. Yes. Not the Four Tops. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest. The White Stripes. I should just say the White Stripes slash Jack White, I think. Just like it does with... Yeah. And then Warren Zavon. So uh, it's hard to keep any of those people out. <clears throat> I've seen some people say Willie Nelson. I'm like, well, Dolly Parton made it in. You know, they're influencers, right? Right. I mean, yeah, plus. since they're going with, since they have the influencer thing, it, then it totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously, I mean, if Dolly Parton is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Willie Nelson is certainly closer. To, to that genre, so yeah, he has to go in. Yeah. Um, same with Missy Elliott. It's like rock. Oh yeah. Mm, what? But as an influencer, it was like oh please. On how many songs she's written? Yeah. A lot of people don't know she she wrote "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I made that up. But, <laughs> but I mean, she has she has that would be yes. kind of cool. But I can actually see her writing that kind of song because yeah. that's what she does. Yeah, Iron Maiden. How they're not in? Yeah, that's bizarre. 
That is absolutely bizarre. Because uh, they're English, and that's an American institution, I think. <sighs> Racist. Yep. Warren, Warren Zevon absolutely has to go in. I mean, I, I mean, this this is kind of you're at the point of like, honestly, on this list, who do you take out? It's more of like, mm, I don't know about that, but who would you take out? I. Uh, I don't know so you anybody. can take them out, and it's like the Baseball Hall of Fame. You can take them out, and they can still be in there for a while. Yeah, of course. I would probably take out Kate Bush this year. I'm wondering if – I mean, I like Kate Bush, but she's obviously got a a boon from the whole Stranger Things thing. Right. Um, Cheryl Crow, I mean um, – I think kind of the same thing as like she – they might make her wait kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. She belongs, yeah. but but it's funny the spinners are not in it. Um, yeah, seriously, the spinners. I mean, if R and B is going in, and obviously it is, it's like the spinners absolutely have to go in. Yeah, well, I mean, the four tops are still not in it. Um, no, actually, I don't know if that's true. I just made that up. So they're probably <laughs> in it. They've probably been in it for a thousand years. It's like on this Tom Waits. I'm a huge Tom, Waits, Tom Waits fan. I'm on this Facebook group. I'm on. Somebody actually posted, oh, you know, Warren Zavon got nominated. It's only, only a matter of time before Tom Waits gets nominated. It's like, okay, well, he's been in the Hall of Fame since 2011. So if he gets nominated <laughs> again, something else is going on. <laughs> and, and and I'll say this, because we, we talk about, like, social media all the time. That guy posted it in the Tom Waits page, group, fan, uh, group page or whatever, fan group page, whatever. That's funny. And the responses, almost all of the responses were not, you're an idiot. It was, hey, man, you may have missed it, but it was like he was nominated. Hey. And then it got on to like, oh, if Tom made it in and Warren nominated, maybe, you know, Cat Stevens or Cat Stevens already in, but Cat Stevens kind of, you know, is, yeah. and it's like, that, that was really cool because they didn't jump all over this guy for making a mistake. Which is cool. They were like, yeah, that's what, that's what a group of fans should be, right? Like, right. oh. I know you like you too, but why is Sunday Bloody Sunday not your number one song? And instead, you get one. It's like, who cares, man? They're still you too. Still that's, like the songs. Yeah, that's. And you can't. <clears throat> we're talking about that with movies earlier today with my significant other, and it's like it's interesting how people can have such varying opinions. Nikki. On the same work. Yes, as a matter of fact, on the same exact work, Nikki X. That Thayer gets around. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. Yeah. Wrong <laughs> <clears throat> quite true pardon me but yes as a matter of fact the four tops almost have been in the rock and roll hall of fame for a thousand years they've been they were inducted in 1990 i didn't know the rock and roll hall of fame they even had a rock and roll. exactly <laughs> like when the when the heck did the rock and roll hall of fame open like, so they they opened it i lived 83 oh this no i'm it? sorry the foundation was established in 83 right 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 and then they they didn't open the place in cleveland until like yeah. so the thing had been around for a while yeah because when i lived in cleveland it wasn't it hadn't been open that long no that's right yeah so they've been they've been selecting inductees since 1986 new inductees so yeah interesting anyway so they were in the rock and hall of fame before the building existed <laughs> which is pretty sweet yeah, I, like, I, I wish like, I wish it was a little bit more like the Baseball Hall of Fame, though. Like, yeah, it's 25. We're still kind of waiting to see if the Beatles are worthy of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's you know people, and and this is that's the beauty of the Baseball Hall of Fame is that do people argue about the NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Fame? No, no. because basically, eh, you know, you hang around long enough, you're going in. That's right. Did you play it's, 10 years at offensive tackle? Did you miss two games? You're in. That's pretty much it, honestly. And, it, and it's but baseball, it's so hard to get into the Hall of Fame. So there are endless debates. Well, if he's in, why isn't he in? And like, yeah, that's because it's the Hall of Fame because it's not. Oh yeah, you punch, you did your time. Here's your ticket. Here's your ticket to go on in. It's like, no, man, it's right. extremely hard. Could it be a better process? Of course. Are there people in who shouldn't be? Yes. Are there people out that should be in? Of course. But that's what makes the Baseball Hall of Fame the best Hall of Fame by far, because it's really freaking hard to get in. Yep. Jack Morris. Like, we talked about him for, yeah. while he was playing. Oh, this guy's a Hall of Famer. And he never, you know, even at the end of his career, very, very end, yeah. But during the later stages of, of his career, when he had that World Series start, and it's like, oh, this guy's a Hall of Famer. And it took him, did he get in with, on normal ballot? 
Or did he have to get the veterans? I can't remember. I think he got But it's like, that guy's a Hall of Fame. Hall like, of Famer. But it's funny. Yeah. Someone posted on social media, someone put up, it's like, and they put up, like, thing was five pitchers. And which one do you want for their best 10 years? And Sandy Koufax is one of them. And it's like, I ain't taking Sandy Koufax. He didn't have 10 good years. He didn't have 10 years. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you can't, you know. If he did five crazy. years, yeah, but not 10 years. Right, exactly, which is absolutely crazy because it's like, yeah, if you're just talking about taking the guy, period. And it was, it was a kind of a stacked lineup. You know, I the only other two I remember were like Gibson and Seaver. Like, mm. and you still, there's a really good argument to take Koufax over them. But if you're yeah. looking at 10 years, it's like, he doesn't, he he's not there. <laughs> so well, I mean, it's, it's like, like Koufax said himself at, at his induction. It's like, I, why did you make it into the Hall of Fame? And he said, because that uh, fucking Walter Austin finally retired. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been it. <laughs> Pardon me. So anyway, let's finish with our uh, we have Grammys tomorrow. Are you watching? I don't know. It's I, such a pop award thing. I rarely watch the Grammys. Like I've probably watched parts of the Grammys like three times in my life. I just don't care that much about the Grammys. Yeah, it's, it's such a pop. It's like watching Solid Gold, only for the. <laughs> wow. Now the Grammys um, have dance. Well, they do have dancers. Never mind. That's right. <laughs> Forget I said that. The Oscars have dancers. For God's sakes, which makes that's no right. sense. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. Who's hosting the Oscars this year? Uh, Rob Gordon, I believe. <laughs> Rob Gordon. Actually, that, they really John Cusack would be an awesome, awesome host. Be. He would be terrific. They should do that. Who? It, it won't be Jared <laughs> Carmichael. No, it won't be Jared Carmichael. <laughs> Even though he's he was an awesome host, but it won't be Jared Carmichael. You know who'd be great is Harrison Ford. He would be an awesome host. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I haven't watched any of the uh, that new Western thing. I'm still kind of holding out. Um, but I we did watch the first three episodes of Shrinking. Um, he's good. He's good. I mean, he plays. Um, he's he's not the main character, obviously, but right. it's actually a good show. It's a really good show. Me check that out. Yeah, he's 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 a recurring character. He's in it a lot, but he's definitely not the main character. Um, he's actually the head of a um, of a therapist center. There's only like three: it's him and, and Jason Siegel and and the other actress. It's 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 really well done, actually. It's, it's the, Jason Siegel's show, but he's he's really good in it too. The the Apple TV series are the ones I've seen are are, are across the board exceptionally good. They don't have a lot of yeah. stuff as we've said before, but they don't have Drek on there on that either. They have right. really good shows on Apple TV. And Bill Lawrence I think, created this one, who created Scrubs, and he's probably created yeah. tons of shows, but he created Scrubs and Ted Lasso. Brilliant. Anywho. Show. We were going to finish with our Rob Gordons, and Todd, do you want to say what our Rob Gordons are this week? Our Rob Gordons this week are five best breakfast cereals we had when we were kids. So we're oh, wait, what? Go. What are we talking about? No, yeah, I'm just breakfast joking. Cereals. Breakfast cereals. Oh, oh. I thought you said cereal killers when we were cereal kids. Yes, I, I knew you were going with cereal killers. My list. Different. Your list is yeah. very different. Gacios. Yeah. Those would be excellent. Yeah, let me mark off. Macy. Um, so, okay. So, um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if we're back for the podcast next week, it's going to be a miracle. That's right. So, well, actually, so be Zodiac Killer Crunch Berries don't really work. <laughs> no, they don't. They're domerific. That, that would be a really bad tagline. <laughs> Tom, Tomerific. Hmm, meaty. So, um, anyway. Rob Gordon. Again, <laughs> shaped, I, I think I'll... shaped like little hands. Oh my God, that's, that's right. just terrible. That's right. What's wrong with us? Okay, that's right. Finger food. So, um, oh, this is uh, ouch, ouch. The yes. Rob Gordons. Uh, so uh, nobody else is laughing except for us, but that's okay. It's our show. Damn it. Yep. So right. uh, we won't. We'll do this like we did last week, which is like where well, we have five, but we don't necessarily rank them, right? So all mine are ranked. I'll, Actually, they're not. No, they're not ranked. Okay. They're well, my. <laughs> um, 
I'll, I'll go uh, first. So killers, you have the last. I would totally rank. I would totally rank serial killers. Oh yeah, you gotta gotta rank them. And by yeah. by hits, you gotta rank them by RBI. Yeah. Um, uh, Macy was great. Is he Hall of Fame worthy? Not sure. Mm, yeah. So yeah, you gotta, if he lasted a couple more years. So number five, well, <laughs> number five <laughs> cereal for me, and this has a sister cereal involved, which is my favorite cereal of all time, but Ooh. this one is not. Ah. Is Frankenberry. Ah. A lot of the ones I went with are like, eh, but Frankenberry just, there's something about like, it's almost like Lucky Charms, mm-hmm. but it's like it has that, I don't know, and it has the Frankenstein, the pink Frankenstein on the box, and it's like, oh, it's Halloween. But I think a lot of it goes with like, oh, the it's overly sweet cereal, and it's not good for you, but at the same right. time, it only comes out in Halloween time, which means it's starting to get cooler and blah, blah, blah. And it's yes. uh, World Series time as a kid. That's what I cared about, World Series. Right, right, right. Yep. So Frankenberry is numero foomp for me. And I went with Cocoa Krispies. Not my favorite, but I definitely like Cocoa Krispies. The problem with Cocoa Krispies is you have to eat them quickly because they get really soggy really quick. So I, that makes them less than pleasant. But... Is that the what's the one with the I don't have this on my list. Maybe you have, well, we'll talk about it because you may have yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. So so number four is Lucky Charms because it's it's still a staple of most kids cereal groups. Um, you know, it's interesting we have that as a cereal when really it's just sugar. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's, I, it's, I, something about the as long as talking about soggy, as long as the marshmallows don't get soggy, then it's fine. But as long right. as they have that kind of crispiness to it, it's it's like <clears throat> manna. It may um, be mana for all I know. From heaven. From pennies from uh, heaven, which is uh, uh, Steve Martin and Steve trains, Martin. planes, and automobiles. Yeah, exactly. That's a strange, strange ass movie. Pennies from heaven. Uh, my number two is sugar frosted flakes because they're great. Wow, I can't. <laughs> yeah, close. I just. I'm, proud of myself. I'm a big cat fan, and I feel like they were anti-cat on the box. Um, it was catist. So number number three for me is that's that's all I just made that up. So the cat looks fine, um, and I'm not sure why the tiger is wanting to eat sugary cereal, but it's not good for their cat stomachs. Don't feed your cats. Don't give your cats milk either. For those listening, cat lovers out there, it's not good for them either. Right. But uh, number three for me is Captain Crunch, and it's got to be the Crunch Berries for two reasons. The Crunch Berries are really good. By themselves, I've never gotten the, the cereal that just the Crunch Berries. That's a little bit overkill. Okay, but that's it, what I was going to ask. It, it's good for two reasons. It's very sugary, but Captain Crunch is also really good. Like if you have, if you haven't brushed your teeth in a while, it's really good. But scraping the top of your mouth, it really gets it all is. that gunk out. It is, and it's really great at depositing more gunk. Uh, it Captain is. Crunch, good, Captain Crunch, we, we have our first agreement. Captain Crunch is also on my list. Uh, and the, Captain Crunch, not, not with the... Crunch berries, just the plain Captain Crunch, but and I didn't include. I like that too, actually. Along when I was a kid, the Captain Crunch peanut butter crunch is also quite lovely. Well, that wasn't around when I was a young let's, let's be real. child in the time of Moses. When we were kids, wheat had just been invented. That's true. So number two for me is is most. Speaking of wheat, oh, and yeah, the reason it's most is because what I did with most cereal, and we we all often uh, had that. Can you talk about that? What? On the podcast, what you did with most cereal? Oh, uh, the clean version, yeah. Okay, good. Go ahead. So when my sister came into the room, no, so um, most cereal. <laughs> so I used to, what I used to do is, I'd have a big bowl of of most, or I'd have a big bowl, and I'd put a little bit of most in it, and I'd get the sugar, and I'm not making this up. I actually, did this. Which now that I think of it is just horrible. But I would get the sugar and I'd pour the sugar. I'd oh, oh sorry, let me back up. I'd put most in. I put the milk in. Then I would get some sugar. I'd pour so much sugar in there was a little mound of sugar coming out of the milk. <laughs> I'm not making that up. And then I would eat the most. So the so most cereal to me was just this most sugarific thing ever because it was mostly sugar with a little bit of most cereal. And that's that no is- joke. That is insane. Oh, my God. Um, 
but you only did it with most. That's interesting. Only did it with most. Yeah, because the other cereals, I guess, we we often had that one, but I think the other ones I didn't really need to add sugar to. Yeah, you know, because there there's more sugar than wheat or corn in most of these things. Right. Yeah. Most. Uh, my number two will be Life, Quaker Life cereal. Not because Mikey likes it. It wasn't because of those ads, but Life is and still is available. It's it's a it's a sweet cereal, but it's it's almost healthy. So, yeah. you know, it's it's like I almost put Cheerios on there, but Cheerios are just kind of like, I mean, I'm talking as a kid. Yeah. yeah, you'd have Cheerios. but It's like it's not something you really look forward to. It's like, oh, OK, mom's going to make me eat Cheerios this week because, you know, so but life was just sweet enough that it was uh, nice. And, it's, and it actually. Holds oh, that's good. Life was just sweet enough that it was nice. Yes, and life, then life is when just I look back on it. Too. Yeah. Yes, and then, and then I <laughs> wow. Wish my dad had said that. So my uh, favorite cereal, ow. dark humor. Speaking <laughs> of dark humor, my favorite cereal. This is really my favorite cereal. Is Count Chocula. Like I could still yeah, eat that. Yeah, I knew that was it, coming when you said Frank and Frankenberry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have Frankenberry and they have Booberry, right? And then they right. have Count Chocula. And the Frankenberry and Booberry now, I think, only come out at Halloween. But the Count right. Chocula is around all. I mean, it's chocolatey. Yeah. It's marshmallowy. It's got that weird-looking vampire on the box. I mean, it was. Yes. It's awesome. Uh, I. It's not good for you at all, but I. No. The taste of it is like. Yeah, well, most of these cereals Steve, are not. Steve Martin not, trains not not of those. So there's a, a common theme runs through this stuff is like chocolate, right? And my number one cereal. It's not literally my number one, but this is just what I'm come to is I am cuckoo for. Of course, it's Cocoa Puffs. Uh, <laughs> been around forever, and again, it's that chocolate. Cocoa Puffs hold up better in milk than. Cocoa Krispies, which is why they, they score far ahead. And one thing, I don't think they ever have, but I don't think they've ever made a, cop, a cap and crunch with chocolate, which is shocking. Now, there, there's a cereal now. I don't eat breakfast prepared cereals often very now, very often now, often very now. Boy, that's quality writing in my head. Uh, Actually, I, I'll, I'll say something after you're done as far as eating cereals now. The Reese's Peanut Butter Puff cereal is quite tasty because oh not, yeah yeah it is you're right yeah sweet, I it's actually when i because like, i don't actually put milk on it i just eat it as like kind of a little snack yeah. i have like a little ziploc bag of it but but that wasn't out when we were kids right that right, didn't exactly. come out to like the yeah. 90s or something well, speak or for later, yourself i'm still very childlike child childlike but both of us are still having to hunt at night to stay yes home. yes we do um, yeah oh I, I well i was gonna say there's a, I don't know if I've told you this, but there's a company called Magic Spoon. Yes. Out there, and I don't yeah, know if you've gotten any of their cereal, but I'm it's not, really but good. Heard, yeah, I've heard it's really, really good. And it's, it's for, yeah. for those not in the know, it's a keto-friendly, high protein. Yeah, it's high cereal. protein. Yeah, exactly. It's actually fairly decent for you. It's really good. And Mike Berbiglia talks about it on his podcast quite a bit, and it's, it's actually really good. I've gotten two or three different shipments of five boxes each of cereal. I mean, it's, they're not huge boxes, but it, it goes fast. Yeah. I spend there. I picked up uh, I've not gotten Magic Spoon, but I picked up a couple of uh, keto cereals like at the local grocery stores, and typically they're quite good. Yeah. Quite good. Well, hell, if I hadn't added all that sugar to the most cereal when I was younger, that would have been a keto cereal. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Originally, uh-huh. it was like you know eight grams of protein and then one gram of sugar and then blah blah. blah. And when I was done, it was eight grams of protein, two hundred grams of sugar. Nice. It's probably not even untrue. Like going to Dairy Queen and having a blizzard for breakfast. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, and I cannot tell you the last time I had milk, real milk. I have to because I'm I'm fairly lactose intolerant. But I, I was trying to remember the last you know because the milk the sweetness of the milk adds to the sweetness of the cereal. But now I only have. Like almond milk. Almond milk, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. And some coconut milk. I was just going to ask, what is your preference between almond and soy and coconut milk? Not soy. coconut milk like out of a can, but, you know, like the processed. Yeah. Because yeah, that would be That's how I bought a coconut and couldn't figure out how to open it. Um, <laughs> that's 100% true. Um, <laughs> I've got this coconut. Should have grown um, up in Florida, man. You can learn that at birth. <laughs> With coconuts, really? I don't think I've oh, coconuts. Yeah, yeah. Before. You get a gnaw. You get a gnaw on this. They're good for teething. That's right. <laughs> That'd be funny. That's a good image. Um, but uh, <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Oh, um, I think I prefer coconut milk. Really? Um, but they're yeah, because I just I like coconut, but it's 
true. And true. coconut milk is not overly like, oh, let's see, it's like, is that like, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, almond milk's okay. And then uh, I guess soy would be my least favorite. Well, I never get soy. Yeah, I, I, I go for the almond milk, although. I have there's cashew milk now, which, which is actually good. I've had that too. And oat milk, I haven't oat milk, had. yeah, oat, oat milk, milk is good too. Nothing, nothing meets meets the uh, qualities of yak milk though. Yeah, yak milk is. I mean, because yeah. you can get it in certain certain very countries butter, and regions. Very buttery, very yeah, butter. it's hard to get sweet potato milk. Sweet that sounds pretty good. To be <laughs> sweet potato milk would be awesome. I'm gonna make some tonight. It's like I'm gonna go down to Publix, get me some sweet taters. <laughs> Fry sweet potato milk. milk. <laughs> comes with that side of that article with the nudes of Margot Robbie, which is just about Kevin McCarthy. Do you have any of that? This is Florida, after all. You probably got that, right? We probably do. We probably, probably do. got that. Why are you the worst? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.